I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The real Brian show. Are you tired of all the negativity, anger, anxiety, and the political BS? We sure are. Welcome to your positive escape to end your week right. It's time we be a little more intentional about bringing you nothing but positive content. We get to nerd out, have fun, laugh, talk about the things we all love, make your day better, and help you live life to the fullest. I feel great. It's the best day of my life. Let's rock it. Yeah, welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thank you for joining us this week. I appreciate it. I am The Real Brian. I am Captain Influence. Captain Influence, I'm going to tell you what. I was just sitting outside on the deck up in Estes Park. I'm up in Estes Park right now viewing the blue sky of the mountain range in Longs Peak. And Can the, you see Mount Doom from where you're sitting right there, Brian? No, 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 because Mount Doom is actually down in, uh, you know, the, the front range of Colorado where I normally live with all the smoke. There's no smoke up here. It's blue skies, beautiful uh, I, yellow aspen trees, elks mating. In fact, the elks are uh, elks. I like to say elks. It's like meese, you know, <laughs> the the elks are mating and charging each other and bugling a very unmanly sound. Uh, I heard a bunch of owls going crazy last night. There were probably three of them Ooh. all hooting it right outside. I like that. I like yeah. owls. It's, it's been a really fun time. I mean, we just had an elk walk by literally right outside, chew on the, the little, I guess it's a, uh, it, it's a, give you a little, it's a bush. What, did he give you a little what's up? Yeah. I was like, Hey, what's up? And he's like, yeah, what's up? And it was pretty cool. What's and he walked bro? off. Yeah. And I'm actually not kidding. Like on the way up, you know, almost ran into a bunch of young rams, you know, Rocky mountain bighorn sheep. So, just, I mean, it's so beautiful wow. up here right now. They're they're having a horrible air quality day down on the front range. Horrible, like almost 200, which is considered uh, dangerous. And above 300 wow. is toxic if you look at the air quality index. And up here, it was like a, a beautiful 30-something and bright blue skies and just a perfect day up here in the mountains. So I'm remote. I'm excited, man. Drinking some tea. I've got a, uh, a Ruibus, it's a Madagascar Ruibus with vanilla in it. So very, very nice, very mm. tasty. What are you drinking there, Tony? Tony? I'm drinking tree blood. Tree blood, okay. Tree blood, yeah. Did, Maple uh, syrup is what you guys call it. Does Tree Beard know about this? <laughs> I hope not. Do you oh, care? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting there going, after me. <laughs> well, that's true. You have the, uh, the ends going crazy. You might have yeah. yourself a, a serious problem. You know, I think if you're drinking, if you're literally drinking maple syrup as a beverage, you do have a legitimate problem. Yes. You're, you're going to have Luckily, diabetes? I'm not, I'm not doing that yet. Okay. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Well, Wilford Brimley, Wilfred, I wanted to say Wilfred, but Wilford Brimley knows all about drinking tree sap. And eating your oatmeal. Daggum. Well, and you're eating oatmeal too. Yeah. With my tree blood. Oh, yeah. no. Don't be getting them diabetes. Hey, I'm almost there, dude. Guess who's with us? Oh, wait, we, we, someone's with us today? Yeah, we affectionately refer to him as LT. So you may refer uh -oh. to him as like the lieutenant or, or probably the lieutenant or the almighty. 
our Lord and Savior, Lord Thunder. Yeah. I don't like the way LT sounds. Thunder. I'm sorry. You don't like the way what sounds? I don't like the way LT sounds because, it, you know, it could be low testosterone or something like that. <laughs> Wait a minute. You just, uh, hey, now, if I were a psychologist, I would say, uh, tell me about your mother. Yes. <laughs> Uh, if you have low testosterone, you're going to need to get your voice a little higher. Like, pull a little Michael Jackson going in there. Oh, yeah, I can't do that. Let's try it. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, you can yeah. just pull some Herbert with us. Come on. Mm, that's right. That LT. Low testosterone. <laughs> You know, every time you do that voice, it actually kind of creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> well, the character was designed to be creepy. And I've always said this, that the perfect way to scare off a mugger, if you're a dude, is to just start talking like that. He comes up and he's like, you know, give me your wallet. You're like, mm, you know, if you want, you can go ahead and reach around and grab it yourself. You know, <laughs> who's going to want to get him? Who's going to want to mug you at that point? Oh, I can no, one-up you there. <laughs> I can one-up you there. Yeah. No, no, hang on. Oh, no, please uh, one-up me. Plan on getting mugged. Bring with you a little Viagra. <laughs> oh, wear sweatpants. <laughs> and before you go through the Still. area of town where you know you're going to get mugged, pop that Viagra. Maybe wait <laughs> 20 minutes. I don't know how long it takes. And this then go do really your bad. Herbert impression. <laughs> hey, yeah, put Shannon. a sock on so you don't wet your pants at the same oh, time. Oh my gosh. That is so wrong. And I didn't say anything <laughs> offensive. I you know, I just I left it all up to your imagination. Do we have That's any law enforcement listening to the I show roll. right now? Would this actually be effective? Because if it is, man, this is funny. I wonder if they have any good <laughs> stories about something like that, you know, some yeah. dudes that they've apprehended or calls they received and they get to the scene and there's some guy in sweatpants on Viagra talking like Herbert. Well, and if you're a woman, you could do it, you know, you can now do in Star Wars Squadrons, which is give your female character a manly voice or and, like or when, your male character breasts. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, in a female voice, but you could do it. Or like when Chris Farley, you know, dressed up and they were doing the thing and and he goes, lay off, I am hungry. You know, <laughs> you could do that. So if you're a woman, you could figure out a really deep voice and I might scare him off. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ways that we could just shock people. Everybody needs to be shocked once in a while. And odd. Yeah. Yeah, like your video game character that's a dude that has gynecomastia. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> that's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, speaking of that's video the, games. That's the show title, by the way, Gynecomastia. Go ahead. <laughs> speaking of video Finally, games. I got a show title. Yeah, we've, we've got a, a fantastic little update here from Lord Thunder, which we'll do here in a few minutes, but not yet. We're going to make you wait. Soon. What are you drinking, Carl, in general? At the moment, I'm having a citrus flavored Lysol. Lysol? Lysol? <laughs> no, no. You no, have to go to the lemon pledge, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Lysol is all 2008. No, uh, no. Why are no, you? I just have a thing of water here with some, you know, amino acids. You know, the usual. Okay. I've been getting back into my workout again, so I need to kind of keep my muscles from hurting. Ooh, ooh. Does it include jumping jacks? <laughs> I heard that the last time. I'm going to give that a shot. I can't it's do it awesome. in my office because my hands are going to hit the roof, but you know what I mean? Dude, I've been doing the daggum Pilates with Mackenzie. Oh my gosh, it is awesome. I feel so much better after every workout and then I'm really sore the next day and my muscles are getting stronger and stronger. And I went from having 
back pain two weeks ago to yeah. zero back pain now. 100%. Awesome. Like, Dude, this stuff is awesome. She is really, really good as a teacher too. I appreciate it. Glad to hear that. Don't you so, love that? Yeah. That it, There's something so gratifying about that post-workout soreness. Oh, yeah. Like the next day, you're just, you can't, you can't unbend your arms completely because you were doing curls the day before and you're like, yeah, I can't unbend yeah. my arms today. This is awesome. I can't fit into yeah. my shirt. I miss that pain. Like I can only get that pain out if I do deadlifts. That's the only time I could get it. That delayed onset muscle syndrome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Doing deadlifts. It feels great while you're doing it, but the next couple of days, you're just like, why do I keep doing that to myself? Well, that's in my past. I don't, I don't ever experience that anymore. So. <laughs> because you're so strong already. Is that what's going on? No, no. Well, maybe, but I'm on the down slope. You know, I just, I just keep my abs up and that's it. Well, oh, that's eight it. Pack, right? Yeah. And my jumping jacks. Yeah. Nice. Jumping jacks and eight pack abs. I mean, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's a show title. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like his title better, but okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really disappointed that you're not actually serious about drinking the Lysol, that citrus flavored Lysol that, that really disappoints me. Yeah. I kind of want to, you know, be alive for the next couple of days. Okay. Possible. Hey, speaking of being alive, this is another thing that, I, okay. I have to report on this. This was so cool. Not only is this a nerding out scenario, like full on nerding out here, but this is also a full on someone unleashing their superhero. We're driving in downtown Estes Park and it, you know, this was last weekend, just ridiculously busy. It was some of the busiest I've seen this entire 2020 yet, which was surprising with COVID. And all of a sudden I look over and there's a dude on a motorcycle and all I see is a Hello Kitty backpack on and a unicorn on the back of the motorcycle. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then I see this guy's leather and I'm going, uh, it's like red and black. Like, huh? And then I'm Dude. like, does that guy have swords on his back? And I'm like, yeah, there's swords on his back. And then I see a gun holstered in his, not kidding, a gun holstered, you know, on the side. And then he turns and he's Deadpool. And I was what? like, no freaking awesome. way. He had a Deadpool motorcycle helmet on, the full-on mask. All of his leather was the full outfit, exactly like Deadpool. Like I said, wow. Hello Kitty backpack and unicorn to complete. It was amazing. He's waving at everybody. It was so cool. <laughs> I would love to yeah, see not, something like that. It's not even Halloween yet. Oh, he looked exactly like Deadpool. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And then I thought, I got to take a picture. And then the light turned green. And I was like, what the? Oh, Why did I do fail. this? I was just so fail. mesmerized. I didn't take a picture of it. Oh. So Sorry. whoever you are, and you're, I know you're listening, thank you. You, you made my, my year, dude. 2020 is now the most amazing time ever. Thank you. That was beautiful. Yeah, he like in one instant made up for all of 2020 for you. That's just, I mean, that's <sighs> serious. That's serious superhero right there. Oh my gosh. And you know what else is every, well, I don't know if everybody remembers this. If you're new to the show, you might not remember this and you need to go back and listen to it. Old episode. It was like in the 20s, I think. Maybe the 30s. I should probably verify that. But do a Liz thing with Not Suzanne Miller. Not the 1920s Miller. or 30s, by the way. Well, it could have been. I'm, I mean, I am that old. We've talked about I'm, I'm immortal. Everybody knows that. So it could have been the 1920s. But anyway, do a Liz thing with Suzanne Miller. What an amazing episode. And she was just an incredible example of somebody who goes out, unleashes their superhero every single day. But it's amazing. So like, you know, we're, we're friends on Facebook, of course, and, and everything she posts is positive. It's like, look at this beautiful sunset tonight. And here's our view in the morning every single day. We get up and we set our day right. You know, we I like ground ourselves or whatever she says, you know, 
or here's us hiking today, you know, and it's not like, you know, how people show like the best of their life and it's right. usually kind of fake. Look at me today. I am so happy. But with Suzanne, it's like, no, this is, this is her choice. She chooses to be like this every single day. Even if she has a bad day or bad situations, she chooses this. And then she was posting something else about these matching tattoos. Like she met a checker at a, or a cashier or whatever at a grocery store. And they had literally almost matching tattoos. And then, you know, she posted that she's constantly posting positive things and unleashing her superhero. And every time I see a post from her, I smile. Versus like Wait. some of the other stuff that's going on on Facebook right now. Wait. So I'm just like, Wait. we need more Deadpools and Suzanne Millers. <laughs> I, I thought you're supposed to use Facebook to For political like ads, political memes and put other people down and call them names. Well, you, you would be right. People do that. But, but it's not supposed to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, so just, I'm so excited. It's just excited. nice to hear somebody's using social media properly. I, I, I know it's, it's not it's not rare, but it's not as common as it should be, and it's nice to hear. That's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Which okay brings me to a a thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly, and I know Captain, you can join me on this one. And Lord Thunder, I know you probably weren't prepared for this, but I definitely want to hear your honest thoughts. Uncensored, unedited, and all. Let them out. Just let them out. Um, people are turning the volume up right now. Yeah, like, what, Go what's ahead. He gonna say? <laughs> what's he going to say? He's going to say, and it's going to be amazing. But all right. So here's the deal. Uh, I you, said it. You're going to edit that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? I edit this part out? The yeah, no, I can't do that. It's in. So at the beginning of the show, I mentioned, you know, being a little more positive, being a little less negative. Kind of came to a head a little bit, and you know, Captain, you and I talked on the phone about this, but came to a head for me a little bit this last week. And every single person on this planet has faced negativity this year, in in some manner or another. Obviously, some worse than others, but everybody has. Mm. It's not you know, no one's immune to this unless you're living under a rock, I guess. But the interesting thing about this is that you know, for me, it kind of just got to the point where I was seeing people just acting very uncharacteristic of a normal human being. I was noticing it more and more recently. And I think what it comes down to is people have been bottling up their emotions for six months, seven months now, and it's finally starting to come out and they can't control it anymore. And so they're saying stupid things. They're doing stupid things. They're mean, they're angry. You know, people are doing bad things right now. Mm. And it was coming to a head for me because I was feeling it too. It's just like, oh my gosh, I can't get away from this, you know? And I found myself and I told you this, Tony, this was interesting to me. And I'm, I'm ashamed of this, but actually it was true is that I found myself psychotically addicted to wanting to pick a fight with somebody because I have a lot of pent up aggression, just like everyone else does. Well, I'm glad you didn't do that to me. I, 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 uh, <laughs> I get scared. Of, I get scared when people get aggressive at me. You well, know, I don't like that. Why would so, I? Hey, back off, man. Back off. I wouldn't. I, I, but the thing is, is I don't really want to. It's like, I'm just looking for a fight, but I'm not really looking for a fight. It's that I need to get rid of my aggression, which is, right. you know, you play basketball, you, you need to, you need to, unle you need to uh, lash out. You need to vent. Yeah. I mean, which is some Pilates. Except, well, Pilates, um, Pilates isn't quite aggressive enough because it's very controlled, which actually in some ways is good because it forces, it's like a martial art and control, which does help your emotion. But sometimes yeah. you just need to kind of get it out with some, you know, aggressive cardio or something like that. Well, just let me know next time. We could go boxing. We'll make that happen. Oh, yeah. Film that. Oh, that'd be awesome. 
Okay, so you, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, people are they, they want fights right now, especially politically and stuff. But I found myself even like, oh, I just want to I want to fight somebody, even if it's just verbally. You know, like I just want to. But then I'm like, wait a minute, no, I don't. What the? Why would I want that? But it's because we're all dealing with that. But I found myself drawn to the negativity. I found myself getting upset and complaining a lot and doing that. And we've done that on the show, unfortunately. And even a couple just of a little bit. Well, we don't complain much on the show. Yeah, I mean, we we edit out the complaints. <laughs> but sometimes yeah. we, well, okay. So even two weeks ago when we had that mass conversation. Yeah. I think it was a good conversation. I think it's Great. something that people need to hear. And I think it's good to call people above what they believe and to love, value, and respect others. I think everybody should do that and get to. Call people to rise above what they believe and yeah. respect others. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time, I got to thinking after that, that as good as the conversation was, is this a place for it? Really? Is this mm-hmm. the show for it? Because, you know, one of the most common responses that I get from listeners is the Real Brian show is positive, it's fun, and it's a great healthy escape from the crappy world outside right now. And I got to thinking, well, why are we talking about the real world stuff than if people are trying to escape from that right now. <laughs> and so then I actually did a little bit of, you know, investigation asking a few listeners and, and I'm like, please be honest too. And you know, they weren't being honest at first. And then finally I'm like, okay, you've got to tell me the brutal honest truth here. And, and they finally said the conversation was good, the mass conversation, but I don't, I don't want to be around that right now, whether mm-hmm. it needs to be said or not. I just don't want it in my life right now. I'm trying to get away from all that. I don't want yeah. to be around the political stuff. I don't want to be around any of this stuff. I need an or escape. Any, or any stuff that's been politicized like that. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's a better way to put it because we're not talking politics here, but it no. is easy to talk about things that have been politicized. So you're right. So yeah, it was really, really interesting. And I, I think everybody said like, I was really relieved when you guys were done with the conversation and moved on. And I mm-hmm. got to think, you know, they're right. Because that even, even yeah. I don't like being around conversations like that but I was so upset at what was going on that I just had to share it. And then you and I got on the phone, Captain, and we were just like, should, should this be the place, the outlet, the show for us to discuss that stuff? Or should we really truly remove that from our show and allow a place where people can go to get away from all of that, have positive conversation, let's nerd out, let's have fun. Yeah, let's talk our movies and fun stuff and everything like that. Let's surround ourselves with positivity. Let's be the Deadpools and the Suzanne Millers doing a Liz thing here on the show, unleashing our superheroes. Because <laughs> Deadpool is so positive all the time. And you know, I, I say that ironically, but when Deadpool. I think about it, he kind of is actually. He In some ways he is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he takes the worst situations and makes them funny. So yeah, okay. That's true. I mean, in some ways he's not. I mean, Deadpool murders everybody, so maybe we and shouldn't very do very anti-hero sort of a way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only bad people. I mean, come yeah. on. We all we all fantasize about the the being the superhero who can get rid of negativity, whether that's in human form or otherwise. Right? I mean, true. So, but maybe that's, that's a bad example. The Punisher does. True, the Punisher. Yeah. But maybe maybe Deadpool's a bad example, though. I don't know. But the anyway. Deadpool we saw is a great <laughs> example. But anyway, the point is, <laughs> we can bring people on that inspire us and motivate us and it really comes down to if we bring somebody on that compels us to be better because we're like, wow, I want to be like that person. We've done our job. This is great, but we're not telling Which anybody is what exactly to do. exactly why Lord Thunder is here. Thank you, Lord exactly. Thunder for being here like that. Yeah. Cause you, you do compel me to be better. 
Yeah, that's true. Man. I do. Oh, you do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you you have no idea how many times I have used you in conversations recently when people yeah, are talking about all kinds of different things. And I'm like, and then there's Carl and Carl has risen above so much. And he had, I mean, if you were to share your story someday, which I really wish you would do when you're comfortable, by the way, I bet you would yeah, inspire I, multitudes. I'm comfortable as, as long as I am, you know, I don't offend anyone because you know me, I'm kind of no holds barred. I don't, <laughs> I love it back. I think it would be great. Well, how about this? How about in order to not put you on the spot, why don't we say, let's have you come back and share your story as soon as possible. Prepare yourself for it. I would love to hear it because you've shared things with me over the, over the years, you know, that I've learned and I'm like, dude, people need to be more like Carl. I'm not kidding. And I'm, I'm not just saying that like this is, it's huge. Anybody who has a good inspirational life story to tell and in part belongs on this show. So yeah. Yeah. And really it's like overcoming adversity, which everybody does, but the way you've done it and some of the stories you've told me has, has really challenged me even in a good way. I appreciate that. I'll definitely love to share my story. Um, there's definitely some darkness in my heart somewhere, you know, I got, I got to admit it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm trying to keep it, you know, yeah. locked away. Right. And, but it's not easy especially with everything that keeps happening, right? You just, you yeah. just have to focus on what you can do to make the situation better. And totally. That's all you can really do. So, well, I think everybody has darkness in their heart somewhere. I mean, there's no way anyone, any of us can get away from it, but you're right. You know, being able to control that and not allow it to come out is the, that's what allows us as humans to do things that like various animals can't do. They act on instinct. We have right. higher functioning, higher thought brains to be able to say, you know, we probably shouldn't act on instinct. <laughs> oh, but what a double-edged sword that is, Brian. <laughs> I know, I know, but yeah. well, it, it was interesting watching the elk herds. They're in rutting. They're in the mating season right now. And the male elk are not thinking with their brains anymore. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it is the funniest thing to watch because they are insane. And what's funny is tourists that come from other states who have never been around elk are like, oh, let's go take a picture with them five feet away. You're going to die. Just saying. But it's pretty funny <laughs> to watch people get stabbed and gored and stuff. But anyway, the, these elk are he doesn't crazy. Mean that. He doesn't mean that. It's not funny to watch, but I've seen it. Anyway, the problem is they're crazy, but they act on instinct. And it is a very interesting so I don't even know how it's, it's not, it's not like a social, it's not social really, or I don't even know how to explain it, but it's, it's just interesting to watch. But uh-huh. It reminds us that, okay, we, thankfully we have higher thought, but going back to our conversation, I really love this idea of positivity. And I was even talking to you, captain, about this, about how I was physically feeling when I was allowing that negativity and all that anger and frustration to just kind of get the best of me. Yeah, I was feeling ill. And I was angry and like my, my, I was shaking, like literally shaking almost all the time. My heart was pounding. I was having heart palpitations. I mean, I could go on for a long time just, just describing all the symptoms. And I'm like, this is all stress-based. This is all anxiety-based. This is all frustrating, anger, negativity-based. And so I thought, you know, okay, one, we're getting up into the mountains. And two, I got to let this stuff go. And I got to start focusing on the positive and like almost instantly I started feeling better. It was just like, whoa, I started sleeping better. I was happier. I was looking forward to stuff again. I'm like, okay, we've mentioned this before, but who doesn't want that? Really? I know, right? I know. Like who doesn't want to go put their lip gloss on and get their nails done today? Right, Carl? Okay. So Lord Thunder, 
not the lip yes. gloss and, and nails, but what do you think about the rest? You know, you're normally a listener. You get to come on and guest once in a while, but you know, you're not like you get to speak from the other side. I mean, Captain and I can say everything we want, but we're not in the mind of you and others. What do you think? Do you like this? Or are you just like, dude, I'd rather just hear you rant and just destroy people once yeah, in a so- while. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, be honest. I always lean toward the side of reality, right? Like there are people out there that are experiencing issues that other people are not experiencing. Right. Uh, the right. mass thing is an, is an issue that we're all having to figure out. Right. And sure. not talking about it is not going to help the situation because we have to make sure people are aware of the issue. Right. And I mean, you can't just, I don't want to, to me, you can't just say, well, I don't really want to talk about that. I have to deal with that in my life and, and all this, but talking about it makes it easier for people to, you know, to come together and do the right thing versus sitting around just kind of, well, this, this is going on and so many people are doing this. So many people are doing that. Those are things you cannot control. Right. But talking about it, releasing it helps you. That's just how it works. I mean, I think it's cathartic. You, right? Yeah, I think you, uh, you know, you talking about the things you talk about is good for everyone to hear because it's only going to make people better, right? The ranting, it's, I wouldn't even say it's ranting. It's more like, this is what I dealt with. This is what's going on. And this is how I felt about the situation. And what are your thoughts, right? Um, I totally respect people that don't want to hear it. But at the same time, I think everyone needs to hear it. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Okay. And that's kind of the way I feel about the situation. It's just like the whole, uh, the BLM movement, right? I know it's hard for people to talk about, but it's a conversation that needs to happen. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Right. And ideally yeah. it's happening in a healthy manner. And I think in, you know, whether it's BLM, whether it's masks, whether it's the election, most of the conversations are not healthy at all. They're extremist views. They're, they're doing something to benefit one side that hurts another side. Like they're just, I, and most of the conversations are like that, but there are, good balanced conversations that are happening and need to happen to help people to kind of say, look, this benefits all. But where you're leaning, Brian, is that you're regardless of that, you know, level of reality and having those conversations, you're leaning towards, you know, minimizing those conversations on the real Brian show and not sticking our heads in the sand at all, just focusing on, the positive things and the things that are not polarized, et cetera. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because it's a, it's a little more complicated than that because I'm not somebody who will stick my head in the sand and, or shove the issue under the rug and hope it goes away. Cause mm-hmm. eventually like, it's like taking a dead animal, shove it under the rug, hope it just disappears, but eventually it's going to start to smell really bad and you're not going to get quick, rid of yeah. it. So I mean, that's like the best analogy that I can come up with because it's, it's so true. That's exactly what happens when you don't address an issue. And so for me, it's like, I can't ignore them. I will have to address them. I'm just more asking, is the real Brian show that outlet? Or do I just talk to, you know, close friends and trusted advisors deal with it on my own. And then we use the real Brian show as a place to focus on the positive. That's kind of what I was asking. But at the same time, and you know, Lord Thunder, you brought this up that, I have never heard yet anywhere, by the way. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody talking about this, but I have never heard anyone say, rise above what you believe about the masks, regardless of which side you're on and love, value and respect people. Consider that first. I've never heard that anywhere else. Mm. So the question is, 
if I, you know, maybe, maybe Lord Thunder, you're right. Like if we don't say it, will anyone? And I don't know. With regards to that issue, and again, folks, we're not going to go over that issue again, we promise. But no, no, just using with, it as an example. Regards, yeah, with regards to that issue, just as an example, we approached it in a very, I thought, neutral stance. We came at it from, a, from an objective stance saying it, it, it's, not, it's not this belief or that belief. It is, it's not whether it's effective or not or yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's just the fact that some people believe it's effective. Other people don't. That means that since a good, since half the people believe it's effective and, and think it's important, it's just a matter of respecting others. That's all it is. It's just yeah. a matter of respecting others, even yeah. if you don't agree with them. Yeah, that's exactly. We, that's the, that's the angle we came at with that, which, which I fully espouse. Uh, and you know, we weren't coming at it from a, it's not effective and here's the evidence for that or a, you people who aren't doing this are, are, uh, are wrong. And here's why it's a, yeah. it was a respect others approach. So. Well, I mean, one thing, so I, one thing that yeah. David said, which I really appreciated by the way, David was, he was saying that you were able to talk about it without going down a political conversation route, Good. which I'm I was like, that. that's exactly yeah. what we wanted. So right. That's, that's a what good we're trying for. Yeah. And I agree with that. And just to add to that, um, since 2005, I've been traveling to Japan, Taiwan, South Korea multiple times, right? Mm -hmm. I've been wearing masks since 2005. And you know why we wear masks out there is because the culture understands if you're sick, you don't want to, you're trying your best to not make others sick, right? And yeah. that's why you're wearing your mask because you're protecting the people around you. Yeah. There's nothing political about it. It's just doing the right thing for your community, your environment. That's yeah. just, that's all it is. There's nothing else to it. If you're feeling sick, you have something in front of your face, guess what happens when you call? It doesn't fly out everywhere. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's so kind of... That's interesting, Carl. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You have that unique perspective of going over to that area of the world frequently in the last 15 years. Is that over there? And again, obviously, it's not politicized there. Uh, but over there, it really... it's just, So when you see someone with a mask on, I mean, again, pre-COVID, when you saw someone with a mask on in Asia... Was it because they were sick? It was because they were either sick or they were feeling a little sick. Okay. okay. Or they had a sniffle or they had, they were coughing and they just didn't want to be a nuisance or yeah. potentially make others sick because of what they might be dealing with. See, that's okay. amazing. Interesting. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, and this is, this goes back pre COVID for us too. It was like when, whenever I felt like I was going to get sick and we had plans with friends, I would always call and say, you know, I'm not feeling well and I don't want to spread it to you. So let's reschedule just and, out of respect. And, oh, and then there's me who went to a land party when I, on my birthday, when I had the full on flu uh, because I could not, I could not sit out a land party. Come on. <laughs> and you know what? All our game, our game night buddies, they didn't care one whit for some reason. This was like 15 years ago, by the way, but they didn't care. They didn't care that I was running a fever and had the chills while I was playing with them. They just didn't care. But that was just a flow. I mean, yeah. Okay, so so that was an, another time where you were Captain Influenza. <laughs> yeah, was, Captain so, Influenza. Was literally Captain Influenza so back funny. then, and not very influential, by the way. Don't do that, kids. Yeah. Don't do that at home. That's not nice. Yeah, that was in hindsight, that was really stupid of me. But uh, I was just throwing myself out there like that. Yeah. So, as Lord, a, as an example of what not to do. So, Lord Thunder, I mean, you're saying that you would prefer us to continue to address real issues if necessary, not all the time, right? Yes. Okay. 
And obviously, so if we, um, we just keep using the mask issue just because it's recent. If yeah. we were to say uh, like either we're anti-maskers and go off on that whole thing, that would probably upset you, right? That, that was sorry. That was a leading question. Would that upset you? Yeah. <laughs> if you were anti-masker, if I was just talking about being an anti-masker and why I believe that, and here's my rights, would that upset you? That that would yes. Okay. Now, what if I was like a a super super pro-masker, and it's like, don't you leave your home without putting on a mask, even if you're in your car by yourself, you wear your mask, you know? Because there are those people too. Would would that also yeah, upset you? It's the same. Yeah. They're the extremes of both sides, right? They're both not good. Okay. So Amen. I'm just trying to understand this by the way, because if, so really what it comes down to is you're asking us to provide a balanced, healthy response to a situation that may need to be addressed. An right. issue. So, yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I mean, I'm always going to, I'm typically always going to be against the person that's anti-science. That's just how it is for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Anti-science, we're, we're not even talking. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're just not doing it. Uh, Pro-science, I'm just like, you know, pro-science, I just tell those guys, look, I get it. I understand it. You're way too far that uh, that direction. You know, just go home, smoke some weed, be happy, <laughs> take it down the notch. You know? Oh my gosh, that's funny. There's our show title right there. Okay. <laughs> go home, smoke some weed, and what? <laughs> be happy. Take it down a couple notches. Oh, that's great. That's great. And the reason I'm asking these questions is because I'm sure there's a lot of us listening that are probably thinking these things. Like, do we really want to hear this stuff or not? And so that's why we're talking about it. We're getting some feedback. Like, do you really want us to talk about things like the mask issue? Do you really want us to talk? Like we had Mango Droplet on, gosh, it's been right. a few months ago now, yeah, talking June, about yep. the whole racism issue. And, you know, that's not an easy topic for anybody to talk about. But it was a good discussion. The question is, is that do people actually want us to address these things when it comes up? When it, I mean, not like, okay, what's in current news? Let's just talk about it. It's more of like, okay, we can't stay silent anymore about this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's when we right. talk about it. Do you well, want and that? And if so, mm -hmm. we need to discuss, well, how are we actually going to present this? Because I think, you know, you talked about we, we came at it with, I don't remember what you said, but about the mask issue, you know, we came at it with kind of just a, a neutral attitude towards it. And and the truth was, is that I was upset. So no, I didn't. <laughs> I came at so it with a frustration. We, we came at it from a, with a constructive perspective on it. We did not come at it True. from what I, what I hoped was not interpreted as a political leaning, even though oh, since it's a politicized issue, if you come at it from any direction it's going to be it's going to be perceived as a political stance right that's because it's a highly politicized issue that exactly. other monkeys have decided is going to be political yeah whereas it should just be a social contract thing you know not even yeah. not have anything to do with politics it's one of those issues that should not have anything to do with politics but it has been made thus by other people so which becomes then a all, hot topic yeah so yeah. we all have to sleep in that bed because it's been decided by somebody that it's a politicized issue or, or but, even an emotionally charged issue. I think that's because whether right. it's been politicized or not, it creates emotional, emotional charge really is the right way to put it because it is, it's one of those things where people immediately jump from like level one to level 10 on their emotional scale. Yes. And it's yes. like, we and, need to be careful about that because once again, what are we trying to do? 
We're trying to bring you a positive place to go and escape that stuff. Even if we're going to talk right. about something, I never want to charge somebody to a level 10 on their emotion in the show ever. It's just yeah, not, not healthy. On purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where, even if we were to talk about something like that, do we actually have a conversation about it? Like you were saying, Lord Thunder, or do we actually kind of bring in an example of someone who's done it right? And then we or show them we, like, look at this. This is really cool. Or do we avoid those subjects altogether? Uh, and yeah. And I think that, I mean, it, this is yet another one of those gray areas. Everything is, I mean, it's all about gray areas, but some, some listeners are going to want an intelligent conversation about those hot button issues. Other listeners are going to be like, no, 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 no that just, that makes me anxious. And I get that. I totally do. Uh, you know, they're not going to, they, they come to this show to get a, you know, just to, to, to have fun, to, to enjoy us chatting about stuff that's positive for an hour or whatever. I understand both perspectives. Personally, I crave an intelligent conversation about important world issues. And especially one that comes from the stance of, we don't really know everything, mm -hmm. but here's our opinion based on what we've witnessed and, and heard. Um, what do you think you know, though? And just have a, a back and forth about it. But I, I love that stuff, but so, I don't, but I, but I get just one second. I get why people don't want to hear it. Well, that's what I'm saying. What do you think is more important for us to consider somebody who craves an intelligent conversation or somebody who gets overly anxious about it when they hear it? As okay. with everything, it should be in moderation. Once in a blue moon, I think it's okay for us to have that conversation on this show. But if but we're I creating anxiety at any point, Maybe that's, in my opinion, that can be a little healthy for some people to experience that anxiety. Because again, if you, if we approach a topic constructively and not div divisively, I think that that can help even the people who are a little squeamish about hearing, you know, that conversation. It's just that I think that nine out of 10 shows need to not have that kind of thing. And, and that's, that's where we're at already. So if once in a while we have those important conversations, I don't see anything wrong with that. Lord Thunder. Yeah. And Brian, uh, you say it, you say it um, quite often when it comes to like brilliant TV shows, right? There's always some kind of narrative they're trying to push. Right. Yeah. So it's with your show, when you're speaking about these types of issues, right? The listeners are getting the perspective of a person not from some media conglomerate that's trying to drive a narrative that just poisons people. Right. Like, mm -hmm. so when you're looking at like cable news and all this, there's, there's these players in the background that are trying to force their narrative and their narrative is not more than likely not correct. They're trying to push bad or misinformation. And that's not something we're expecting your show to do. When we're listening to your show, we know we're getting the perspective of a person, of real people that believe what they're saying, not being told to say this because this is what we want you to say. Gotcha. Why don't we have him on the show more often, I Brian? I'm trying. <laughs> I really appreciate that, by the way. That was really nice. And, and thank you for the honesty, too. I was having an interesting conversation, too. And I've mentioned Gene Roddenberry before. I've mentioned him a few times. I've shared a story. Mm -hmm. And I continually smack myself, reminding myself of Gene Roddenberry because, by the way, Gene Roddenberry, creator of Star Trek, for those of you who are like, who's that? He was a cop in LA for seven years back in the, well, it was late 50s, early 60s, I think. Mm -hmm. His whole thing was, I'm tired of basically watching people do horrible things. I'm tired of watching society suffer. And so that's why he became a cop. He wanted to help people. He wanted to change society. He wanted to change people. And, you know, essentially he wanted to do what we're doing right now. Like I want people to be better. 
I want them to unleash the superheroes. I mean, those are not his exact words, but that's what he wanted. Well, seven years of being in the force, three years, by the way, beyond what we've done here on the Real Brian Show. We've been here for four years now. Seven years, he grew frustrated, tired, and I mean, pretty pretty much like, I'm done. I'm over this, cynical about it. I can't change people. I, no matter what I try to do, people don't want to change. That's pretty much what he found. So then he created Star Trek as a, here's a utopian society. You know, it's our society in the future. This is the way that it should be. And I want this show to be an example and an influence and a motivation and an encouragement to be more like this. And thus Star Trek was born and, you know, look at the influence that Star Trek has had. And it just reminds me like, I need to be more like that. You know, we, we need to show people that this, this is ideal. This is good. This is the way that it should be. We're not perfect. We may get things wrong, but this is what we're trying to do. And in hopes that it's an inspiration and an encouragement to be more like that as well. And then Gene Roddenberry died back in the 90s and others have come in and they have taken things about Star Trek and they have now pushed agendas. And ironically, Gene Roddenberry would have never done that. He would have never pushed an agenda. He just showed, like, for example, Uhura, Nichelle Nichols, the first black woman ever to have a major role on television. Mm -hmm. Not because it was an agenda, but because... This is what it should be. Like, this is good. But he wasn't trying to shove it in people's faces. He was just saying, it's good. And I'm just going to show some really cool stuff here. And everybody loved it. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people hated it, of course. But that's the whole point. Like, he did things that was leading by example, not this is what you should do. And if not, you're an idiot kind of thing. So, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. that There's a lot of the agenda pushing out there. We need to go back to be more like Gene Roddenberry's. <laughs> I think that's my Indeed. In indeed. Why do you keep saying you, you, that? Sorry, go ahead. You probably have to cut. You probably have to cut this part out. But yeah, it's easier to push an push an agenda when you're, you know, not well educated as well. So, <laughs> why Amen, would I cut brother. that out? <laughs> yeah, don't cut that out. I'm not cutting that out. No, but you know what? Whether you have formal education, book smarts, or not, there is such a thing as common, common sense, sense, wisdom, <laughs> understanding other people. I mean. One of the biggest things I always talk about, this is what I love, is that when people start fighting each other, and this is what's going on with the politics right now, that I'm, that I'm, I'm, I'm watching this on the outside, you know, whether it's on Facebook. Person A has, you know, this belief and supports this candidate. Person B has the opposite belief and supports the opposite candidate. Both people have made up their minds and all they're doing is literally yelling at each other. No one's listening to each other. No one has any intention of going, hmm, that's an interesting point. I never thought about that. Or, <laughs> you know, maybe you're right. Or I wonder if we could come to some kind of a mutual benefit that, you know, both parties have good things and both parties have bad things. And what if we were to take the good things and combine them and work together? Nobody does that, right? That wow. is emotional intelligence. That is wisdom. That is listening to people. That is what you would call intelligence sense. <laughs> yeah and most people they have that well maybe not most people a lot of people have that they just are are choosing to ignore that right now so yeah, this, you're this right, whole, the 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 um the polarization that i'm witnessing now is 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 the single most fascinating in a negative way social phenomenon i've ever witnessed or studied mm -hmm. ever Wow. Uh, it's just fascinating. Buff. Yeah, it's just, and, and that doesn't make me a history expert by any, any stretch, but it does give me a perspective. And, you know, it, it's just fascinating. I know this sort of thing has happened in the past, by the way. It's just that it's 
experiencing it is is one thing. Reading about it's another. And it's just I, I just can't explain it from a psychological standpoint. Yeah. It's so it's so it, it it's it's I, I can't even articulate. Obviously, I'm I'm stumbling for words here. I can't even uh, verbalize how weird it is. And weird's probably the best word that I can think of for it, yeah, to be honest. True. So yeah. yeah, it's like an episode of the Twilight Zone that we're living in. Yeah, basically. yeah, it's true, right? It's very interesting. It's like this can't we're, this can't be real. When are we going to wake up? I know, right? I know. Well. Mm. To leave you on a positive side with this whole topic, because we really, okay, maybe, maybe we really do need to have these conversations. And so Lord Thunder, I appreciate your perspective very much and your opinion on that. And I also really do want to hear from others because, you know, there's three of us here. We have our thoughts, but this show consists of so many more people. And so, you know, your opinion matters. If you're like, I can't take this, it will hurt me please don't discuss those real world issues. Like I, I will, I will go into depression or something like that. I mean, I really want to hear that. I want to know because I got to take that into consideration. I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. I don't want to cause problems for anyone. So please, please write us. I mean, you can email me directly TRB at real You can reach out to me on Facebook. If we're connected, you can send a message. You can go to real go to the contact page and just send a message and it will come to my email address. I don't care. Like get in touch with me somehow Please be honest. Tell me what you think. Do you like these real, real true conversations with, you know, a balanced positive spin? Or do we need to cut them out because you're going to stop listening to the show because of how it's affecting you? I mean, I, I really want to know this stuff. I really want yeah. feedback. It, it helps us when we hear from you. And otherwise, if we don't hear from you, I mean, we go along blindly having absolutely no idea how we're affecting anyone. So, I mean, that's really, really important to get in touch with us about this. And then also... This is really funny. So we talked about unleashing your superhero. We've, we've always talked about that. But in the very beginning of the show, so many people would come to me and say, I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm not a superhero. And I would say, yeah, you are. Maybe you just haven't realized it yet. But everybody is. Everybody's a superhero. Everybody has the potential. Just like going back to your comment about, you know, intel lack of intelligence. Everybody has intelligence. Lack of education. Or education, sorry. Everybody has that opportunity to be educated, to be intelligent, to have common sense. Everybody has the opportunity to be a superhero. It's up to you whether you become one or not. It's that simple. And it goes back to another thing, which is belief, which I love this. You remember the Santa Claus movie, Tim, Tim, uh, Allen. Tim Allen. Thank you. I'm like, all I can think of is Tim Burton. I'm like, uh, nope. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Allen. And you remember Charlie in that movie? He's a little kid and he's talking to Neil, the, the stepdad the psychiatrist. Does anybody remember this? The Santa Claus? What happened, it. Brian? Oh my gosh, Carl, you got to watch that movie. It's great. So at one point, you know, he's been to the North Pole and you know, it's all real. Well, Neil, the psychiatrist is like, that's just, you know, you're imagining this whole thing. And so he's talking about, you know, have you ever seen a reindeer fly? And he's like, yeah, I have. This is Charlie, the kid. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a reindeer fly. And Neil's like, well, I haven't. And then Charlie, the kid goes, well, have you ever seen a million dollars, Neil? And Neil goes, well, no. And he goes, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Mm. So I love that because it's just such a really simple statement that it's like, you can become a superhero. You can be better whether you've seen it or not, whether you've experienced it or not. Dude, anything's possible. Really? Come on. Let's, let's move forward with that. So that's my positivity that I want to leave you with. And now... This is even more, po well, I don't know about more positive, but it's equally as positive is Lord Thunder has some pretty sweet news because 
Captain Influence, you know, having having had some very intimate time with Steve. Yes, Steve. Um, his computer, by the way. You know, my uh, new PC that I built. Yes. Yeah, I think Lord Thunder felt a little jealous about Steve and um, Captain Influence's bromance with Steve. That mm-hmm. Lord Thunder is like, I think I need a Steve of my own. Is that is that semi accurate? Am I on the right track here? I would say yes, but I wouldn't call it Steve. <laughs> I'd probably call it more like Brian. Oh yes! Oh my! <laughs> I just turned three shades of red just now, oh, yeah. and it wasn't even me. Oh, I'm feeling that one. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> please, please call him Brian. That would be amazing. Yeah. Wow. So this is well, you already this took is... black. You already took black beast of the, the, the Wilhelm scream. So I can't use that. I know. Well, <laughs> this is Carl's chance to have intimate time with Brian. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. We, already, we already did that in San Jose, so we're good. With That's that true. Oh, well, it was fun. It was a good time. That's a whole episode that was a good by itself. <laughs> <laughs> we should recount our adventure. That was that was a great time. It really was. It was a lot of fun. Well, we got to meet so many cool people too from Arrow Squad and stuff. It was a good time. I I missed that, man. I was like, oh, I want to go do that again. That was a good time. All right. Well, tell us about your adventures in wanting to build a computer. What are you thinking? So what led me into it? I'll start off by saying I was really excited about the PS5. I, I wanted one so bad and I came to the realization today that maybe I'll just pass on it this time because... Really? Yeah, this was about two weeks ago when Sony announced the launch of the PS5 and when it was going to go for pre-order. So I went to Best Buy. I I set up myself for a notification once they had the pre-orders ready. Once I got the notification, I went straight to the site, put the PS5 in my my cart, and then sat on the site for an hour and a half (laughs) to try and get to the purchase section oh of the site gosh. because they were being DDoS so badly. Oh, wow. DDoS. Gosh, dang. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know, DDoS is something that really mean people somewhere in the world do to a server that they know has a lot of people. Uh, and I'm, I'm totally summing it right right now. I'm, I'm dumbing it down. But in Carl, tell me where I'm going wrong. But essentially, it's, it's an attack on a server or, or network of servers that holds everyone up, basically. Yeah, uh, a good way to think about it is just think about taking a pool of water and trying to force all that water out through a straw. Oh. Right? Yeah. That's kind of yeah. what happens, right? You have all that traffic in your site at one time. And uh, granted, most of the traffic was probably legit, right? So it was like a legal DDoS that was happening to them. Oh, okay. Pretty much at that point, right? So it wasn't, uh, of it course, wasn't actual, it wasn't jerk DDoSing. No, there's bots. The bots got most of the stuff for the sure. The bots, yeah. Uh, it's, it's obvious, right? The bots saw it. And purchased everything. And, you know, now they're selling on eBay for like $800 or whatever it is. But Wow. So I did that, sat in a line, got really disturbed when I finally got to the cart and it said sold out when it was sitting in my cart. Right. So I'm like, you know, fine. (laughs) This was going to happen. Whatever. Right. So I said, I'm going to wait for, um, you know, the second rollout. The second rollout came and I sat in GameStop's queue for 30 minutes and when they released it they had a bundle that was $900 and it sold out in 3 seconds wow how many units I think that GameStop had 6 oh wow right so and since then the the launch was so messed up by Sony not just not specifying how many units they had when the 
you know, the pre-order was actually going to go live. Same thing with Microsoft, but, you know, it was really bad on Sony. And Sony has not announced when they're going to get any more systems. Um, some of the pre-orders that people received have been pushed back to 2021 now. So wow. I'm just like, you know what? I know about PCs. I've built PCs. I started my life on PCs. Maybe it's just this time where I'll build a PC. And, you know, every couple of years, I'll just throw, drop in another video card, right? And yeah. it's going to be this system that's going to do everything I want it to do. It's going to have better quality. It's going to have better graphics. It's going to do everything I want it to do, right? And oh, it's yeah. not going to be a system that I have to wait in line for right. every yeah. time yeah. I want to get a part for, right? So, and it gives me the ability to put whatever I want to put in there. I could put NVMe yeah. drives in it. I could put better video cards, better sound cards. You know, I could do all that. I could do 4K gaming, 8K gaming. I could do all that. Yeah. So, and you know the coolest part? We get to all play together finally. Yeah. And you can yep. still play all the more or less all the same games you could play on console for the most part. Yeah. All the really happening? good games are cross platform. So I yeah. mean many of them are. In fact, PS well, PlayStation Store has a PC crossover library too. And I haven't experienced oh. much with it. I know I know Spider Pan has. But okay. I do know that there's some you know, kind of like Xbox has their Game Pass Ultimate the or Game, game Pass, Pass right. for PC. There's a lot of stuff that's crossing over right now and honestly a lot of the ones that are just Xbox only, I'm kind of like, eh, it's okay. I, I I can do this on PC and I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. So I'm at the point right now where it's like, do I want to buy a console and spend $200 on a hard drive attachment that's yeah. a terabyte? Yeah. Or do I want to just build a PC and put five terabytes in it and be done? Yeah. Right? So Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bigger makes- initial, it's a bigger initial investment, but... Right. Yeah. But it's worth it at the end. It's customizable and you've got it for years. And, you know, there's a lot more that you can do because, you know, with one thing, one thing I've always hated about consoles, and I know that this is a negative statement, but it's true, is that PlayStation has these games, Xbox has these games, Nintendo has these games. And it's like PC has all of them. Some of them they won't get at all because they've only gone to console. But, you know, it's like they just don't discriminate on PC as much. It's like you can play whatever you want on PC for the most part. And I love that. That's so that's the positive statement. I just, I, <laughs> and I hope that never goes away Agreed. because I hope that consoles have been really, I mean, they, I don't know if they've been gaining on the market or have always dominated the, the market of, of gaming over PCs. I know that more people have consoles than gaming PCs, but I just hope that it never like, you know, that, how the, the whole trend with mobile gaming, Yeah, uh, more, more and more studios are putting more and more, resources towards mobile gaming because it's more lucrative yeah. and that scares me because I want them to keep making good PC games and console games, you know, just not focus all on mobile, which I hope they never do. But you are um, seeing a huge rise in indie game companies though, that are creating good huge. games for PCs right now. And in some ways that's much better because it's, it's like movie blockbusters. The mm-hmm. movie blockbusters are getting, they're getting the same. They're boring. They're tired. They have a lot of the same, you know, structure to it. Not the same formula. Nothing's changing. You get these indie movies that come in. I mean, like that movie I was mentioning, the uh, Happy Death Day movies. Oh, yeah. Those were indie movies that somebody did, and they were absolutely fantastic, but nobody heard about them because they weren't marketed uh-huh. like a blockbuster. Right. And then you've got the blockbusters that you go, eh, it was okay. So there's a lot of good creativity out there if you give someone a chance, and I think that's where the indie game companies are starting to come up. And you're yeah. starting to see that. It's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I was going to mention uh, in regards to what um, Captain Influence was saying. Um, I don't think PCs are going to go anywhere because PCs are what's making the console increase and get better because they have to keep up with what the PCs yeah. doing. Uh, but you yeah. think I, 
you think of every launch of a, of a console, right? Even yeah. the, con- the consoles get much better, but they're still beneath the PC. That's as true. far as GPU and all that, yeah. Right. That's true. Well, we were playing Remnant from the Ashes. I mentioned that, I think it was last week. Mm-hmm, yep. And, you know, I played it on the Xbox and it was okay. I mean, the thing about the Xbox is that thanks to Rob Dog, I had that Xbox One X, which is the 4K version. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm running it on a, on a 4K TV that I've had for, you know, years and years. It looked beautiful. It was an absolutely wonderful game. It looked nice, but I don't know, for some reason, the experience on the Xbox wasn't as good. And then it moved over to Game Pass or no, I guess, uh, no, it was free on Epic. That's what it was. Free on the Epic Game Store. All right. Yep. I missed it. Got that, downloaded it. We've been playing it and I love it so much better on the PC. There's just something more immersive about it for me. And maybe it's hmm. because I grew up playing PC. Maybe it's completely personal and there is absolutely no truth to this universally at all. I don't know. But for me, it was much more, it was much nicer. And I'm doing only 2K gaming. I'm not interested in doing 4K gaming right now because most games can't handle it yet. Yeah, it's a little, little new. It's not worth it yet. 2K is perfect, honestly. And even even 1080, which is standard gaming, it's like a 1080p, you know? Standard gaming, most games run perfectly on that. They look beautiful. There's just no reason necessarily to go higher. But if you have a 2K monitor... By all means, go for it. But 4K, man, that's power. That takes a lot of power right now. <laughs> uh, speaking well, of that, Lord Thunder, one thing that, you know, you're not, you're talking about the, the PlayStation store and waiting in line and that kind of thing. One of the issues right now that, of course, has been going on is the graphics card fiasco. Oh, yeah. And so e- right now it's not worth even trying to get a graphics card because you're just going to be disappointed. However, wait. wait. Not in general, though. Just no, I mean the new, new 30 one. series. Yeah, yeah, a new 30 series. And yeah. then also, too, the thing I would wait for is uh, AMD's brand new graphics card, which is supposed to be coming out, what, November, I think is what they said. So about yeah, a month now. Big Navi, they're calling it. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, what if the same thing happens with that that happened with the NVIDIA 30 series? I mean, it I... May. But the, why not the, just get a 20 series and be happy with it for a few months? Oh, I mean, and you yeah. could do that, too. That's the thing. So it, it's if you want a new card... You got to wait a little bit and the yeah. big nap. I mean, of course, the AMD guy said, well, you know, good luck. That's not going to that's not going to happen to us. Well, OK, who knows? Well, that's what, that goes into why I wanted to do this, right? Because I could I could just put in another video card later down the line. Right. Exactly. I could just do that. Right. Yeah. Well, and one thing that I keep saying is that it's not always best to get the brand new best of the best recent re- recently released because even the 3080s and all that had all kinds of problems. They were crashing computers. They were physically melting down all kinds of problems. And so they've been releasing these updates and patches to try to fix all this stuff. So it's like Windows. Whenever Windows releases yeah. a brand new edition, it's a mess for two years. <laughs> you know, so, I always wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you just got to kind of look at it as that, you know, you, you may not want a 30 series right now. You may want to go for the 20 series graphics card until they've worked out the bugs and the supplies there and then go back and get it. I mean, who knows? It's up to you. But what I will be more than happy to do is share with you the list of things that I did and you can feel free to modify as necessary. Now, one thing I do know for a fact is it's definitely going to have NVMe drives. So my motherboard definitely has to support NVMe on board, right? Not not a PCIe attachment. Oh, don't worry. That's what I have Um, too. And it's going to be uh, Ryzen compatible. It's going to be Ryzen. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. It's well, that's what I use too because Steve. our friend Ed designed the dang thing. Yep. Yep. So don't worry. You'll, uh, that, that's what I will give you is the motherboard for the Ryzen. And of course, the Ryzen and, and the new generation Ryzen is 
Is it out or is it coming out? I actually don't know. I need to talk to Ed. Our friend Captain Hammerpants. Third series, I think it is. The series, I forgot what it is. I was looking at some other birds earlier and it said like Ryzen Series 2 and Series 3 compatible or something like that. Yeah, they're working on the 4000 though and I have the 3000. I have a 39... 100x is what i've got which means nothing to most people but <laughs> anyway well, we, we, yeah, we won't go into details on no, that but no. nvme by the way for those of you who are like what okay so hard drives i'll just explain this very briefly hard drives have you know of course size you know capacity for storage and also speeds so how fast you know your computer loads how fast a program an app how or a game loads Pulls data. Exactly. Yeah. And NVMe right now is the fastest. And that's that's what we're talking about is having... And it is amazing. They actually... I was watching a video of somebody who took an old school spinny hard drive. You know, the old ones that spun and versus an NVMe. And I mean, it was just this stupid difference. It was so well, different. It was amazing. I mean, even the old... Even the last generation SATA... The yeah, yeah the, the, the solid the states. The SATA drive uh, solid states. The, mm-hmm. the original SSDs are much slower than the NVMe SSDs. Yeah. Oh, and the cool thing is those NVMe SSDs, They, by the way, that's an NVMe solid, solid state, state drive. Yep. Uh, they look like sticks of gum. It's so yep. cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it is the cool. You know, it, and it's, it's smaller than a phone. So if you take like Way. a normal size iPhone and it's like, what, a quarter size of a phone and you just literally stick this hard drive into your motherboard and then yeah, lock slot. it in. It's so cool. It's just, the, the yeah, technology is so fun right now. I have four of them in my QNAP. Nice. Four? Okay. Four. Well, yeah, Steve just has one, a yeah. single one terabyte NVMe drive and, and it's, it's just fine right now. Now I've got room for another one, but I just haven't needed it yet. So, so. you're talking to Lord Thunder here who has tech... <laughs> Like he is the tech master, man. It is awesome. When he's like, dude, check this out. He'll send me pictures. And I'm just like, my, and I start drooling. I, I, it's a good thing. I carry a napkin with me all the time. Every time you send you me a picture, a, you wear a bib whenever you're going to talk to Carl. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I just got a text from Carl. Hold on. Sarah, get me I, my bib. You I, work talk hard to Carl? Every day. I work hard every day. I'm going to treat myself. <laughs> treat yourself. Oh, I love that, dude. That that is one of my favorite right. phrases. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. That was. Did you ever uh, see that episode in Parks and Rec? Yeah, Parks and Rec. That was one of the funniest episodes. Treat yourself. Oh, I love that. That is true. You know, you got to take care. In fact, uh, some people would call that self care. It's a good thing. Enjoy life. <laughs> hey, is. speaking of enjoying life, we have to. I know we're running long right now, but we've got to at least nerd out on this because we're talking computers, graphics cards, all this beautiful thing. We mentioned last week that Star Wars Squadrons came out, which was the uh, brand new flight simulator. You know, it's it's like the old X-Wing versus TIE Fighter game where you are flying. You actually get to fly for both the Empire and the, Re- well, it's the New Republic, but it was a rebellion. Right. So you get to fly X-Wings and TIE Fighters and the Y-Wings and the, well, not the B-Wing, sadly, but the oh, A-Wing. TIE Interceptors and the TIE Bombers. And the TIE bombers. It's yeah. so, so much fun. It was only four. It's still only forty dollars, which I is know, unheard of. Most new games are fifty, sixty plus. No, no most new ga- most new good games that are highly marketed and sought after, especially if they have the name Star Wars on them, are going to be sixty dollars plus. Yeah, and, and with a hundred dollar option, if you really want anything, if you want a special well, version, well, they're, of it, yeah. they're all standard seventy dollars on the PS Five now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So forty dollars, yeah. and everybody's like, "What's wrong with the game for only forty yeah, dollars?" Before it came out, I, everybody's like, "Okay, something's off." They're only EA <laughs> games is only EA is only charging forty dollars for a Star Wars game. We that, were suspicious. 
Yeah, that can't be good. That's how we're trained by society, by the way, everyone. Uh, <laughs> that, that 20, about $20 less than usual, something's wrong with it. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, very little is wrong with this game. <sighs> tell and, us about it. Dude. Okay, so in the mid '90s, I was a uh, I played hours and hours of X Wing. Lucas Arts released a game called X Wing in like '93. Mm-hmm. I think I remember that. Yeah, and it was just fantastic. So much fun. It was on the edge. I mean, it was right around when Doom Two was really big, and and Wolfenstein was really big still. Or Doom actually it predates Doom Two anyway. And so it was just it was state-of-the-art at the time. It was fun. The missions were fun. The interface, the dynamics of how you flew and, and managed your shields and lasers and engine and all that was fun. Then TIE Fighter came out a couple of years later, and then X-Wing versus TIE Fighter came out a couple of years later. And then for 25 years approximately around that, it's just been crickets. Total yeah. silence from that genre of Star Wars games. There have been dozens of Star Wars games but you know, Star Wars based games that have come out since then for the PC and other platforms, but no one's ever thought people used to really like X-Wing and TIE Fighter and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. And somebody should really remake those games. Well, folks, somebody finally did remake those games. And this yeah. game is a, it's basically what I've been waiting for in that genre forever and ever. Imagine so. flying an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter or any of, just imagine actually getting in the cockpit and flying it and having full control over it. Yeah, Star Wars physics, by the way, just throwing that out. And they have VR capability. Yeah, and apparently it's really good for the most part. So yeah, you can literally look around your cockpit, look out the side window and see somebody flying next to you. I mean, it's it's cool. Yeah. It is full. Like if you're in an X-Wing, you have full view of the cockpit, everything around you. It's not just like a limited view like they used to do back in the day. It it is 100%. It's a great, yeah. great, great game. We So first of all, one of the things that people were asking is, do you need a flight stick? And the answer is no. The no. mouse and keyboard <laughs> option is actually really good, very accurate. Although I've heard others say to them, the flight stick is, is more responsive, more accurate, easier to use. And to others, I've heard the opposite. So, you know, the beautiful part is, is you can do either. So you don't have to have a yeah. flight stick right now because I know they're sold out most places. So that's yeah, exciting. We- we thought going into this that we were probably based on past experience with, with a flight sim combat flight sims and a mouse and keyboard in the past, you have to keep pulling your, if you're making a sharp turn and you're banking for a long, you know, a while, like if you're doing a roll or a loop or something like that, you're chasing after another ship. You, in the old days, you had to keep pulling back on your mouse and pulling back and pulling back and, you know, moving the mouse up, pulling back again, moving it up, pulling it back. <laughs> You know, it was just kind of a pain and it was very tedious. Well, they've finally come out with technology where it, you basically just, your mouse is kind of set, it it gets a center point basically. And then if you pull back a little bit on your mouse, you start to bank and you don't have to, I mean, you just have, you do your maximum bank with just a little bit of movement. So, yeah. and yeah, it's so fun. I mean, it. there's a lot to learn in the game. Um, one of the things, you know, the solo, by the way, the solo campaign so far, I haven't done a whole lot with it, but so far it's just absolutely fantastic. And it's great. What I love about it is that the first mission, the prologue, you start off flying a mission as an Imperial pilot. And so you see everything from the Empire's eyes. And then the next part of the prologue is you're flying you know, as a rebel pilot, seeing that exact same mission now from a rebel's Eyes. From their perspective. And yeah. it's just like, oh, wow, that fills in so many cool little pieces. And I don't know, I really loved that. I thought they did a really, really good job with that. 
you can customize your ship as far as weapons and armor and you know everything everything has like a bonus or a cost to it or you know that kind of thing so there's a lot of cool things you can do there but, but in, there are no microtransactions so you yeah. don't have to you, you don't have to pay to win on this game you just yeah. have to play to win which and is, is exactly you, what it should be yeah exactly as you play you get experience points and you get levels and each level you get you get two different types of currency if you will mm-hmm. that you can spend on either upgrades to your ships various fighters or cosmetics. So you don't have to, you, I don't, I don't think you can buy anything in the game, which is great. They might change that eventually to add microtransactions for cosmetic stuff. I mean, maybe, but maybe who cares? Yeah. It's not, it's that's EA. the thing that doesn't change your game. You know, what's interesting though, is that, and I know you, you and I were talking about this too, is that this is brilliant, by the way, this is one of the best things that any game has done is that even if you lose a match, you still get experience and you get credit and, you know, credits and all that. To use. But of course, oh, you get good. more if you win the match. Obviously, it's it's like Overwatch. You know, if if you play an Overwatch match and you just get creamed, you at least get a little bit of XP, right? Yeah. So, but you know, one of the biggest complaints I've had about Magic: The Gathering Arena, MTG Arena, is that if you mm. lose, you get nothing. I mean, the only uh, thing you get is if you get like a daily if you play forty green creatures or something like that. You know, right. every time you play a green creature, you get credit regardless. But you don't get anything for losing, and that is. And see, that's- that's it's too mistake. stressful. It is. They should. You should get something. Yeah. And then if you don't, and of course, if you win, you get more. Like there, there should always be a, an incentive for winning, but you shouldn't be penalized. So I mean, it's a game, people. Yeah. You now, know what granted, game does that horrifically. Are the Bloodborne games, Dark Souls? Oh yeah. Ah. Oh. No, those games are horrible. When the punishment they give you. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. I've heard a lot of not good things about Dark Souls, which just says, okay, I don't want to play it. Then. It's got its following, though. I mean, it's it's. I, I thought yeah. Dark Souls' whole thing is that it it's meant to be a punishing game. It's like that. It's, it's like, programmed to punish you. Uh, yeah, well, people yeah, like torture like too. BDSM so. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. For one sure. one thing that I really hope that they fix in Star Wars Squadrons. So if you want to play multiplayer, which of course, you know, we've got all of our friends playing and stuff like that. You can have what, five people on the same team or six? Yeah, five people on a squad. Five, okay. Now you can play each other if you really want. If you want to go, if you got 10 people, you can go for a full on PVP match, but they do have the five players on one team and five players on the other team, that full PVP side of things. But they also have an option that if you just want to play the AI, the computer, you can do five real players on one side and then the computer on the other side. Right. The one downside with this game is currently, and I'm sure they'll fix this. They will. If you play on it, so there's, there's two difficulties right now. There's easy and normal. And if you choose easy, you never win. You get your butt right. kicked hard. <laughs> there is no way to win a game. I mean, the AI is really, really overpowered. It's almost like yeah. they're cheating. That's how hard it is. I mean, it is. <laughs> and then, you know, when I think of easy, it's funny. I, I have like my little... If I choose easy, it's because I'm trying to wind down and relax. I want an easy win. I don't want to have to... I don't want a big challenge. I don't want to have to think. I just want to go win a game right. and have fun, right? right? If I want to go like, I want a challenge. I'll win some, lose some. I got to improve my skill. I'll go normal. And then it's like, if I just want to get punished and like really like I got to, I got to improve or die, then I'm going to go hard mode. And their easy mode is hard mode. Yeah. You just no, get that, punished. This, that this is every forum out there on the internet right now, or maybe not as of airing this, but uh, as of last week, um, everyone has the exact same opinion. Yeah. The AI is overpowered. Fix it. 
Yeah. So by the time this airs, they may have fixed it. I think it's that big of a problem. So yeah. uh, besides that one thing, the game is beautiful. It's, oh, it's I, I can't think of anything wrong with it at all. So yeah. uh, that's the only thing they need to fix. And that's saying something. Yeah, if you're into any kind of game like this where you get to fly X-Wings and TIE Fighters and you like Star Wars, I mean, this is a no-brainer. It's a good game. I mean, maybe you won't like it. I mean, not everybody's going to like everything. I've heard some complaints about the game, but usually they were complaints that I thought was more of a personal preference than a universal truth, if that makes sense. Mm. I haven't heard any like major complaints across the board where people were like, this game sucks. (laughs) I just haven't heard that. No. So that's going to be a game I buy once I get my PC working for yeah. sure. Good. Yeah. Good. You can join us. We can fly together in our, in our uh, Friday and Saturday night hijinks. And hey, even maybe our Wednesday night hijinks, right? Oh boy. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. You Please. can join us. More the merrier. And oh. I'm still holding out hope for a really good Descent remake. Oh, oh you know gosh, what? Great idea. I feel like I've heard them talking about that a lot in the last couple of years and has it not already happened or is it going to happen? It's one of the two. I remember but seeing something, but it never came. They're talking about it. Descent was one of those uh, uh, that my bestie, uh, when we were in college together, he played that uh, religiously. And I didn't play it, but I watched him play it a lot. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the to the remake for his sake only. I mean, it was a fun game back back in the mid-90s. If they just do the the squadrons thing with it, they can't lose. So, exactly. Okay, so I have a question because I know we have listeners that don't play video games, but they say, "Yeah, you know, it's fun to listen to your conversations." But I'm just curious, Lord Thunder, why do you play video games? Like, what do you what do you get out of it? Story. I mean, I, I love the stories that these games come with. I mean, it, it depends on the game, right? I just finished Last of Us Two. And playing that game is like watching a movie. I mean, it's you're really invested in in this game, the story, the the graphics, everything about just the game leaves you with, wow! I cannot believe I had the experience of playing that game. Awesome, All right? So, so yeah. it's like that kind of thing. I, I just love that kind. Of, you know how you read a book and you can see it in your head. Like <laughs> when you're playing the game, even though you're seeing it, it kind of leaves more of like an emotional connection with you. Like you. This game was amazing. It'll never be forgotten, basically. Oh, yeah. I played the first third or first quarter of Last of Us. I, I never had access to it, but a friend of mine had it, and we played it. And I'm not a huge zombie you know, person, as everybody knows, but that game drew me in hard. I was just like, mm. oh, my gosh, the story and the emotion in this is so real. It's so amazing, even yeah. though I don't like zombie games. No, I'll have to check it out. I'm thing. not a zombie guy either, but... Yeah. That's the thing. It's not... They're not zombie games. What are they like? Zombie is zombie is like a byproduct of what's going on in the world. It's more like how do you deal with this situation? Like how the people are the scary ones, not the zombies. They're just in your way. Oh, interesting. How do people deal with this kind of environment? Yeah, it's kind of like the whole concept of uh, the Walking Dead. The the real antagonists are other people. (laughs) The zombies are just an obstacle. Yeah, that's cool. How about you, Captain? What about you? Why do you play video games? What do you get out of it? escapism. It's always been about escapism. It's how I escape. I completely appreciate what Lord Thunder just said. My favorite game experiences are ones that I can get where I can get really immersed in it, like uh, the Mass Effect games. I mean, World of Warcraft, to a lesser extent, uh, is... And uh, what else? 
There's all sorts of them. The immersion of it, the immersion factor. I mean, I love to read and I love to play video games for those two reasons. So I like to immerse myself in unreality. Hmm, I like that. So fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I like to fantasize. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. That's awesome. Now, I mean, I'm the same way. For me, it's a it's a place to, uh, there's a lot of creativity. So like, you know, we all talk about watching movies and we love watching movies and TV shows. For me, video games is playing movies and TV shows most of the mm. time. You get to play yeah. a story. You get to be in control of it. You get to dictate where it goes. And for me, that's just so cool. And I love the imagination behind of it, the creativity. Uh, I, I like the escapism a little bit, but I don't use video games to escape real life because I know that can go down a bad path for some people. But for me, yeah. it's more of like, I enjoy the fact that it's almost like it reminds me there's magic out there. If you know what I mean, you know, it's like yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's hope and stuff, but I I'm with you, Lord Thunder too. Like I love story. And I like, if there's a game that has good story, it's my best friend. Well, I mean, not really, but you know, <laughs> for as long as you're playing it, right? Exactly. And, and then it's, and then it's my, <laughs> you'll be, I'll be your best friend until I'm done with you. And then, and, I'll move and then you set time. it aside. And if you're like me, then you pick it up again every few years and play it. Like you never played it. So. Sometimes, you know, the, the one game that I could potentially do that with the exception of the, I know the health, the health uh, effects you had would be alien isolation because that was oh, one yeah. of those games that <laughs> was so, 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 so good that I, I but it, like halo games for me. Yeah. The Halo games were so good. They've they've re-released the remasters or remastered versions of Halo 1 and 2 and so they look like the new Halo games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're fun to go back and play. You kind of breeze through them because you know the story and all that, but like Halo 4, I think I played once and I've still never to this day played Halo 5 and I can't wait because it's getting released on PC here soon. And you know, I, it's, I a, tried. it's co-op. I tried. <laughs> Was it not good? I tried Halo 5. I, I couldn't do it. Uh, well, I, I dropped off after Reach. Oh, Reach was amazing. Yeah, that's when I dropped off. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to get through it anyway. And the other games I love are those, oh gosh, the, oh, now I'm spacing them out. Gears of War. Those had good stories. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I haven't played uh, Gears of, of War 5 game. either. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's so many good stories out there, and that's what I love. And the Star Wars Squadrons, the story, you know, the campaign doesn't have a whole lot of story to it, but it's good yeah. enough, yeah, and we enjoy it. It's a contiguous, it's a, it's a, I've gone through almost the entire campaign. It is, it's unique in that it goes back and forth between empire and, and new Republic. Yeah. You do a few missions as empire, you do a few missions as new Republic. The stories are meshed together. So you're looking at this conflict from two different perspectives, which I absolutely adore. Uh, and just on a philosophical level, at least. Sure. And, uh, it's really well done. So yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree. Well, there you go. So that's why we love video games. But I thought it'd be fun to kind of just share that because I think, uh, you know, the people that play video games, they get it, they understand it. And those who don't, they're kind of like, well, I don't understand the attraction to it. You know, and, and the other thing, of course, I've shared this before is that for me, it is a social gathering. And especially right now with COVID and even when like lockdown was happening, it was the only way that I could socially gather. So it's huge. Yeah, Gaming is, gaming is for everyone if you want. And just it's for kids. done in moderation. Well, yeah. truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Lord Thunder, thanks for being on, man. It was so good to have you back. I know we've been trying to, to get you back on here again. I definitely want to do this again soon. And hopefully you can come back like in the next week or a couple weeks or a few weeks to share your story. Yeah, sounds good. Let me know. Awesome. Well, be happy to be back. Doors always open, brother. Yeah. Appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. All right. So <laughs> Captain, as always, it's, it's good to have you, man. And, and I'm so, that was a fun conversation today. And I'm so glad that we were able to kind of just get, get real, discuss our, yeah. discuss our feelings. Dude, 
It's always fun. It's always fun. I so appreciate it. Well, okay. The last positive thing that we're going to leave you with, which of course, this is really positive and this is so important, is this. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. I have a nervous habit of chewing the insides of my cheeks, which I suppose makes me a cannibal. I just wish I tasted like chicken. You know what the music means? Uh, It's time um, to go. Isn't already, dude. (laughs) What time is it? It's only been like 20 minutes. It seems like it, man. I think we got a... I don't know. Well, whatever. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. We are going to be back next week. Absolutely. All right. Check us out, realbrianshow.com. And The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.